Welcome to the Presentation Boss Podcast. I'm Kate Norris. I'm Thomas Craft. And we're here to help you plan, design, and deliver your best presentation. Oh my, you have an interesting episode ahead of you today, bosses, for episode 67 of the Presentation Boss Podcast. What we've done today is a full collaboration special episode with another podcast. So, to give a little bit of background, our last guest, Nolan Hames, talked about data visualization, is a co-host of The Presentation Podcast. And after recording that episode with him, the three people at that podcast, Nolan, plus Sandra Johnson and Troy Collar, decided we should do a collaboration episode. So, if you're subscribed to both of those shows... Which you should be. (laughs) You'll hear something pretty similar in both of today's episodes. Yeah, that's it. And if you're not subscribed, let me tell you a little bit about the Presentation Podcast. The Presentation Podcast is a conversation among presentation design studio owners about presentation design, tools, tips, running a design studio, and more. They release new episodes on the first and third Tuesday of each month. The Presentation Podcast is one of my most listened to podcasts. I absolutely love it. You've been listening for years. Yeah, I just randomly did a search for like presentation podcasts and funnily enough, they popped up and it was truly an honor and just unbelievable for both of us to be on their show and to have all three of those guys on ours as well. So these are three people that we really admire in their business, in their presentations, and of course their podcast. So what you're going to hear today is a little bit different to our normal formats as it's basically just the five of us having a discussion. It's a bit of a blend of both of our formats and our podcasts. We will be introduced to everyone during the episode. So how about we just play the discussion between Troy Collar, Sandra Johnson and Nolan Hames of the Presentation Podcast and of course, Thomas and myself of the Presentation Boss podcast. Let's do it. Hi, I'm Troy Collar from TLC Creative Services, Inc., based in Southern California. I'm Kate Norris from Presentation Boss, based in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Welcome to the Presentation Podcast. I'm Sandy Johnson with Presentation Wiz in Minneapolis, Minnesota. G'day, I'm Thomas Craft from Presentation Boss in Brisbane, Australia. And I'm Nolan Hames from Nolan Hames Creative in hot and humid Montclair, New Jersey. Okay, welcome everyone. I, I mean, well, that's everyone listening to our recording of this episode because we're in our fifth season of the presentation podcast. And like presentation design, there's always a first Well, this episode is a first for us, not that we have international co-hosts who you just heard say hello, but that we have international co-hosts that are presentation people, and this episode is being co-released on each of our podcasts on the same day. So if you have both the presentation podcast and the presentation boss in your podcast playlist, don't get confused. You're hearing the same information twice because we're on two podcasts this month. Hey, I also want to thank um, Nolan for coordinating this kind of joint venture uh, of uh, the presentation podcast and the presentation boss uh, kind of being together. Thomas and Kate, thank you for joining us and letting us join your listeners today or more accurately, I guess it's evening for Sandy, Nolan and myself and tomorrow morning for Thomas and Kate. We're uh, we're going to talk about presentations and podcasts together. Before we jump into our conversation, I want Thomas and Kate to introduce themselves and give, 
you know, an opportunity to exchange notes on what's happening in our studios this week, because, you know, this is kind of that unique thing of us both being released together. So we, I mean, Nolan, Sandy, and myself should also probably do introductions of ourselves for the presentation boss listeners. Okay, guys? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, so I'll kick it off. I'll tell you what I'm doing. Um, I, I'm Nolan. I run my own boutique visual communications firm in New Jersey, where I do a lot of training, uh, all online these days, of course. Um, and in addition to that, we do a lot of presentation and print design work, uh, even. So right now, one of my longtime clients, uh, they're a major U.S. foundation, and they're welcoming a new CEO in a month. So we're working on a whole set of briefing books and updated employee manuals and documents and things for them, um, some in PowerPoint, some in InDesign. Uh, we're also working on an investor deck for a healthcare startup, which is actually really amazingly cool, and I can't tell you anything about it. <laughs> um, and I've just got a bunch of webinars coming up uh, for Training Magazine Network and Business Watch Net- Network. So uh, if you just Google those, and uh, some are free, some are not, um, so you can uh, Google those and uh, if you're interested in catching a webinar. So Thomas, uh, tell us what's happening with you. Yeah, uh, so so obviously, yeah, Kate and I are down here in Brisbane, Australia, um, with our business, which is Presentation Boss, which is a presentation skills training business. So we like to um, teach people how to communicate their ideas a little bit better. So uh, obviously, the world is a little bit topsy turvy at the moment, uh, but fortunately, um, given you know the, the quieter period we've had these last few months, that things are currently starting to see movement again down here in Australia. So the crisis is probably not as bad as it once was, you know, pending second lockdowns, that sort of thing, but we're starting to have some more conversations. But uh, recently we've managed to move largely to online coaching. We'd sort of always done a fair bit of online stuff. Uh, so been able to lean into that a fair bit around mostly the East States for us and then doing some webinars and that sort of thing. That's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Kate, do you have anything? Tell us about you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah, so um, basically what Thomas said, we um, do presentation skills. We focus on the more technical type people, the kind of experts that have a lot in their head and need to find some sort of through line um, for all that knowledge. Uh, similar to Nolan, actually, we're doing a few webinars, some paid, some not. Um, and half of my time is spent running around after a toddler as well. So Nolan, I hear you. I don't have twins. <laughs> But I have a nightmare little um, eighteen-month-old that's awesome. taking yeah, a lot of my time, other than and yeah, okay. Than well, I, I hear you. Eighteen is when they start moving, right? Yeah, yeah, he's full on. <laughs> Troy, what's uh, what what's going on with you? You you with adult children? What's going on with you? <laughs> I have an empty house. Well, I'll talk about. It. Hey, you know, I'll mention that in a moment here. Okay, I'm Troy Collar, co-founder and president of TLC Creative Services Inc. We're a ten-person design studio. Uh, we've been working on PowerPoint presentation design projects since 1999. We can actually pinpoint the conversation that pivoted us from being a traditional graphic design firm into presentation design. And literally, that very first project spawned one of our longest-term clients and kind of made the whole company pivot into presentation. Uh, this is kind of like a great week. Like the week we're recording right now, our entire design team calendar is booked for the first time in a while. As a matter of fact, everybody's kind of going crazy because they don't know how to like actually juggle multiple projects. What everybody's had is like a project here and a project there and a whole list of internal work uh, projects. We've been keeping everybody busy, but so this is like really exciting. I haven't been sleeping, not because of young kids, but because that's how many <laughs> hours it takes to keep up on everything uh, right now. So that's, you know, so Thomas, you're saying things have kind of hit a shifting or a, a little bit of a turning point there. Um, yeah. 
in the Australia market. We we've hit a turning point, but only because we're really focused on the the whole virtual conference and presentation development and running and executing those. And just it's taken it's taken off a little bit more than we were even expecting. Okay, so now the funny part though, I did say our house is empty. So Lori and I are here enjoying, you know, quiet time with our dog. So on the home front, my sister's family, they sold their home in Denver, Colorado couple of states away from us and uh, and their new home in Phoenix, Arizona closes escrow in mid-August. So they're temporarily homeless. And I really shouldn't say that, but this is my one time <laughs> in my life I can say my sister is actually homeless. And so anyways, they opted for a summer vacation in California. They're on their way to our home with uh, with our three nieces and nephews. And we're going to have a very full house coming up here uh, probably in the next 48 hours from this recording time. So anyways, that's what's happening on the personal front. Business front's busy. Sandy, what's going on with you? Well, I, I run Presentation Wiz. It's a presentation design and consulting business that I've been proudly a part of since 2001. Uh, we have the privilege of working with some of the biggest brands in the world, including consumer and B2B. I'm also a co-founder and past board member and president of the Presentation Guild, which I know we have a few Australian members. So um, just wanted to get that, put that out there. We love our international <laughs> group. I, it's been an awesome busy week. I have a good combination of training, presentations, templates. I was um, on last week, I was online with a bunch of re-awarded MVPs. And I learned a bunch, uh, I learned about a bunch of SharePoint Saturday opportunities. I've told you in the past that I have, I'm involved with SharePoint Saturdays. Um, it seems weird, but PowerPoint often is the redheaded stepchild when it comes to Office 365 products. And these these groups have been embracing my PowerPoint um, audiences are people to presentation and my PowerPoint can do that presentation. So um, I'm looking forward to submitting some more, what do you call it? Call for papers, RFPs. Uh, I'm, I plan on presenting a little bit more there. Um, I just want to let our audience members know that I do these on a volunteer basis. So you have to let me know if you want to present to your group. All right. So the last thing we we want to just want to talk about in terms of what's happening, we're not going to do a full on news thing, but the last thing is the the 2020 uh, presentation summit um, is next next week or the week after August 10th to the 13th uh, next week, I guess, uh, after this uh, this airs uh, with four days of virtual conferences. Um, I'm presenting. Uh, well, first of all, Troy is the technical under the hood uh, Wizard of Oz behind this uh, TLC is is responsible for all the, the producing of the online conference under the hood. Um, I'm doing two sessions. One is all on tables in PowerPoint. This is very geeky. Fun. And, the, <laughs> and the other one is all on fonts in PowerPoint. So I'm, yeah, I'm approaching this from a very geeky standpoint this year. So if you want to know everything there is to know about tables, uh, we'll do that. And, and uh, follow I'll, Nolan on Twitter. I have to, I have to put that in there because you just released an awesome um, teaser video for your fonts session and you know you people i mean everyone has to watch it it's really cool sandy how what are you doing at the conference well i as as i have been in the last pa um, past several years i'm up on the team of the help center and so i'm working with rick altman steve rinsberg john wilson and glenna shaw to get the help center experience nailed for the summit and obviously we're virtual in, in the past experience what happens is we're set up for the whole full four days 
patrons can walk in and out, get technical help. Um, they can show up after, say, Troy gives his presentation, Nolan gives his presentation, says something that they want to learn more about, and they come to the help center to get to find out how to do it. Oftentimes, um, the presenters will join us there, but if not, we're there to help. So anyway, we're trying to recreate that experience using, and Troy, you can probably talk to this better than I can, but we're using breakout rooms in Zoom. And people, we can have private conversations or not. We, we can invite anybody we want and help them help uh, patrons solve their problems. I am happily not a part of that end of it because we do a whole, we have a whole product offering called Zoom Plus where we just manage Zoom for, for corporations. And uh, yeah, luckily Rick has taken that all on with you guys. And it's going to be an awesome thing because the help center is absolutely a highlight. Um, let's hear, I am doing one talk, but before this event went, to a virtual format. I was doing three talks, one basically per day. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to relocate temporarily up to the Bay Area for the week. I'm going to bring a full production studio to Rick Altman, host of the entire summit. And I'm going to use that studio as well for my talk, which is on the final day. And it's called Seven Presentation Hacks. It was one of those original talks that I was going to do. And it's the one I'm really excited about. I'm going to go behind the scenes and kind of go through secrets of how I'm getting things done faster with hacks and processes for you Australians, processes, um, <laughs> like formatting footers on 600 medical slides in under three, in under 30 minutes, all consistent size, formatting, position, the whole deal. You know, there's a couple of hacks you can do. Half of it is using PowerPoint native tools that people just don't realize. Half it's using a third-party add-in. Um, Lori, my lovely spouse, is on the very first day of the conference. Her talk is called Backstage Pass. So ironically, we're both kind of talking behind the scenes, but hers is all the fun stuff. It's going to be, it's going to be amazing. She's going to do a deep dive into several specific, super animated, super designed slides we've done for high profile events and clients, kind of tear them all apart. And uh, the one I saw, I know had over 30 hours of design just into the slide. So wow. obviously it's not gonna be a 30 hour session. She's breaking it down and letting people see it. It's going to be as far as a virtual conference packed with info. Are we going to know who, who the client is? I believe on most of them it is. I know one okay. of them in particular, there was a way we had to kind of anonymize. You know, some of it's, they're all just yeah. animations of cool stuff. So it's not like we're giving away corporate details, but if it is, it'll be because it's okay. <laughs> no oh. NDA is broken there. Got it. Well, Kate and Thomas, I don't think you've been able to make it <laughs> to the presentation summit. I, at least I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you, but um, will we be able to count on you or see you for the virtual version of it? Well, you're certainly correct where you've never made it before, I mean, largely just because it's in the US and it's, well, half a world away, right? Um, <laughs> yes. And I, I need to say I totally love Nolan's video that came out. We saw that yesterday and I kind of had to explain the premise a little bit to Kate, but hey, you know, pop culture reference. So just <laughs> I really like that, Nolan. It was clever. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, go check it Thank out, you. right? Um, I mean, obviously the online turns out to be way more accessible for us. Uh, the yeah. only issue we have is the live streaming starts at about 1am our time. Right. But yeah. um, we're certainly considering, especially with you guys, because you have the promo code as well. So, so we're, you know, we're looking at watching it afterwards. But having having listened to you guys talk about how great it is so much um, and not been before, I guess I have a question for you guys and also as a listener, which is like what, what makes the Presentation Summit so worth going to as presentation enthusiasts? Ooh. Good question. That's a great question. Hard, hard to answer. I'll start, I'll start. I think the number one reason people go is you 
finally get to mingle with like-minded people. For so long, presentation designers, um, uh, trainers, folks like yourself have been operating almost in, in anonymity. People don't yeah. know that we're really out there. I still get, you mean someone does what you do? That's really cool. You make a living doing PowerPoint. I'm jealous, you know? So um, I think first and foremost is you get to be with your people. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, th- I think that that networking thing and, and Troy, you may mention it at one point, like this, we've met like some of our closest friends and lifelong friends um, at the summit. Again, it's just, you, you connect with like-minded people. And I should point out that um, we have had people from Australia there before. I've met um, some wonderful people from Australia there. And they were jet lagged at first, but they were wonderful. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. So going on what Sandy said, I went to the very first presentation summit, which was then called PowerPoint Live. I had really no intention of, I mean, it was actually a very hard sell to my business partner, Lori, to convince her that we were going to spend the money um, because I didn't really... I didn't feel I needed anything additional in PowerPoint. We were pretty well established and doing lots of stuff, but I did go for a single purpose and exactly what Sandy said. I went there to meet a add-in developer and I had to actually ask him how to pronounce his name because I had been corresponding with this person for probably well over a year because I was asking questions about how add-ins would work and he was actually developing them. So it was Sham, guys. I I was was like, (laughs) so I actually got there and and he was the convincing point. I was like, oh, this thing's coming up. Do I want to deal with it, this and that? And I was like, oh, wait, this developer is going to be there. And some of these other people I know, like Steve Rinsberg, I was using all of his tools. So I literally tell people I showed up solely to say hello to somebody and say, how do you say your name? Like, how do I pronounce it? And from there, uh, lifelong friends uh, met some of the greatest people. And I learned so many things about the presentation industry that I was not aware of because it is such a a niche element. But it's Mm -hmm. one of the two events. Well, okay, it's one of three events. um, (laughs) But it's one of two business events I put on my calendar that I'll actually say no to all other work because I value it that much. It's pretty darn um, impressive what they've accomplished for a small conference. But I think a lot of that's going to carry over to the virtual event the the whole online thing is not going to lend itself to you know those side conversations which are so important but it's impressive to see the amount of stuff that people don't understand so the virtual thing's gonna be great because everybody can watch you're you're the prime candidates kate and thomas you're the um on demand like hey i'm not going to be able to watch this live unless it's something really really important for me to wake up for but i can see everything on demand all included and i think it's six months worth uh, availability yeah six months that's a great question. Um, I, I do want to add, well, from a technical knowledge standpoint, my very first um, summit was a year later, a year later than Troy started. And I always tell the story that I paid for my conference in the knowledge that I learned in the first 10 minutes. So, it, wow. and I'm not exaggerating. Uh, it was the first session I went to. Um, it was Kathy was presenting and... She was teaching shortcuts and I honestly was able to save so much time. I paid for the conference right there. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Right. You might have convinced us. Yeah. I think that answers the question. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So how about we talk about origin stories for our podcasts, how we first got together with our co-hosts and why we actually started our podcasts in the first place. I want, I had, I already had a long running podcast. Uh, blog. So I was doing yeah. stuff online and it, it, and really everybody's like, how can you do a blog? I, I think it started in 2001. It's been nonstop, uh, two to three posts per week minimum. 
Uh, and most of it is all PowerPoint tips and tricks, some of its insights. But I had for a long time wanted to do a podcast, actually well over two years. And I finally made the commitment and I sent out an email to a, a couple of people, Nolan and Sandy. Um, and I said, hey, would you be interested, like a one-year commitment? I, I You can't just flake out on this because I'm going to invest the time and effort. And I really think it's something that that would be fun to do but I'm not taking sponsorships. I'm not taking, there's no revenue in this. It's just totally a, a go for it and talk and share. Uh, Microsoft will love it. You know, so for our little MVP credits, if you call it anything like that, I'm sure that'll work there, but, and now we're in season five. So I don't know what happened between let's try it and now, but it's still going. Yeah. I said, I'm on board if Troy is producing and, and Troy <laughs> is, is the producer um, really um, underneath. He has the website and, and, and produces the, the audio and, and edits it and everything. So uh, yeah, so we really have to give kudos to him for, for that and keeping us together. Something to keep us busy and just talking to people because I didn't want an interview style. I wanted to have a conversation, but I always wanted to bring people in and expand the conversation, uh, which is generally a lingo for saying we have interviews, but I don't like to interview people. I just like to talk about things with other people. We get a lot of feedback that they love our casual conversational approach. So it's coming through Nolan uh, Nolan and Troy. We've been successful at reaching that goal. So how did you find each other? Oh, um, well, we, uh, as we were saying, I think we all met each other first. At least I met uh, Troy and Sandy at the presentation summit, maybe a decade ago, uh, Mm -hmm. or maybe even longer at this point, 10 or 12 years ago. So yeah, so that's how I I first met with them. And then just, you know, we see each each other every year and we talk in in between. And then I became an MVP after they did. And that also solidified our relationship too. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, and yeah, but we're, we're spread out across the country and Yeah, that is a little bit of strategy. We didn't want to represent, we wanted to represent different parts of our presentation industry. So, and I also wanted to represent different portions of our country uh, because it is diverse in mindset and actions and focuses. So, you know, Nolan covers the East Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Nolan covers the East Coast uh, uh, more or less, you know, represents and Sandy's got Mm -hmm. the Midwest and I'm on the West Coast. So it wasn't totally intentional, but I sure can make it sound like a selling point. <laughs> it was a strategic decision. I talk about pizza. Troy talks about surfing and Sandy talks about uh, cheese. I don't know. <laughs> she didn't, yeah, right. <laughs> How about you two? Tell us your story. Yeah. So we met um, maybe about three years ago. I actually entered the um, world championship of public speaking just for fun. Really? <laughs> um, and go, I'm fascinated. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah. And Thomas came, um, and saw one of my rehearsals and he came up to me afterwards and said, um, I think you've got really great potential. Can I coach you for this? And I was like, Oh, okay. Weirdo, whoever you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, love um, it. <laughs> I was like, right. Let's, let's give this a crack. And I managed to get to one of the Australian finals um, and after that, we're like, hey, this was really good fun. We worked together really well. We really enjoyed working together. So uh, we thought we've we've maybe got something to offer here. So that's when kind of Presentation Boss started. And we talked from the very beginning about podcasts. Both of us absolutely love podcasts. I listen to maybe an unhealthy amount of podcasts, about <laughs> like 50 hours a month. Um, you guys are definitely on the list. Yeah, finally, about... Uh, it's just over a year ago now we yeah, decided yeah. to start the podcast and maybe the worst timing ever, we recorded our first episode when I was 18 months, uh, 18 months, um, 38 weeks <laughs> pregnant. 18 months. 
That's the uh, that's the uh, that's the <laughs> U.S. <laughs> European conversion <laughs> metric pregnancy. Yeah. Yeah. Little known fact: in Australia, you carry a child for eighteen months. Have to do with the that's just like a kangaroo yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was about thirty-eight weeks pregnant, um, and then our first episode came out uh, when my son was a month old. Oh wow! Good, so that was. In hindsight, I don't know if I would do that again. <laughs> well, I, I applaud your focus or, or mul- <laughs> mul- multiple focuses, I guess. Uh, but yeah, basically, that's that's our story. So is so is this, is Presentation Boss your your primary business now for both of you? Yes. Okay. Yeah, this is this is what we do full time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it wasn't the best time to start the podcast, but um, you know, it's been a weekly podcast for. Well, since, yeah, May last year now. So I think this is episode 68 or something for us. Nice. So yeah, wow. weekly, you'll, you'll overtake us because I'm yeah. not brave enough to do weekly. <laughs> yeah, so weekly is very, very impressive. Um, yeah, we're, we're both very impressed and we'll, we, we'll talk a bit more about that. But how do you describe your, you sort of talked about coaching a little bit. How do you describe like your professional uh, niche in the, in the presentation world? Yeah, it's interesting because I think when we when we started the business, we probably made that same rookie error, which is like we're pretty good at speaking and presenting. So let's just go help people do that. And maybe you guys have had this same experience where you think that, uh, you know, you're good at design PowerPoint presentations. So you think that's what you'll be doing. And you kind of have that really fast realization that you do that like. 10% of the time, or at least that, that's sort of how it looks for us. And the other 90% of the time is relationship building and marketing and doing all of like the work that leads up to the work. So it took us probably a little bit longer than it's probably sure. ideal yeah, yeah, to really niche down into what we do. So I have a background in aviation and Kate has a background in uh, data analytics, right? In safety and finance. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it, so it took us a little while to sort of think, well, we're both quite technically minded in that aspect. Um, so why don't we aim at technical type experts? So we like to say that now we we work with experts. So that's people who have like a really deep knowledge in their head about what it is that they do, but have trouble articulating it generally internally, externally, that type of thing. So we, we look at the tech-based areas, so things like IT, engineering, finance, data analysis, academia, and we like to operate with a really simple plan that helps those folks get their ideas uh, crystallized and communicated clearly. So we call it plan design deliver for presentations. We, we always find, especially going into these businesses um, or into with clients that there's this huge emphasis placed on delivery. So what actually happens when somebody's on stage speaking, um, you know, sometimes they come to us saying they have death by PowerPoint and often a lot of those issues do stem from the, um, from the planning stage. So back to our background where we where we differ is uh, in that design. So I like to play with PowerPoint a little bit more. That's how I came across um, your podcast. And then uh, Kate deals with data visualization and data presentation a lot more. Nice, uh, Thomas. Kate, you 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 have a so you have a really interesting format uh, in that you rotate kind of three formats in your podcast, which makes a lot of sense because you do it on this ambitious weekly release schedule, but. <laughs> You know, how did you come up with you describe the format for those that haven't heard your podcast yet? And uh, and if you are listening on the podcast, you know what it is. And how did you guys arrive at that structure? I, I, I can kind of get hints of it from already what you've talked about, your interests and mm-hmm. your backgrounds. Um, this basically came from a lot of arguments that we had. We talked about the podcast <laughs> for 
oh, maybe <laughs> a year or more. Um, and we knew that like we wanted to talk to people that we really liked in this space. It was kind of an excuse to reach out to people that we really like. Um, but then we wanted to look at speeches and break them down, kind of talk about what we really liked about what someone did and what we'd maybe change. But then we wanted to record just some of the conversations that we had and and discuss some small aspect in a lot of detail. Um, so after we argued about which one was best, we realized that we could actually do all of it as long as we were super structured. Um, because we, you know, being podcast listeners ourselves, we know that familiarity is really important um, and consistency. So we've made sure that we've had a really strict rotation. One week we do an interview with someone. The next week we do a speech breakdown of looking at um, some sort of speech that we find usually on YouTube. And then the third one is a discussion just between the two of us, that kind of more casual conversational style. Um, and yeah, we make sure that we alternate through them really consistently. Um, so we don't do, you know, like five breakdowns in a row or four interviews. It's consistent and predictable. You're very disciplined. I, I That's not me. <laughs> I like that. I'm very impressed with that. And credit where credit's due. I just about feel like I turn up and record. Um, Thomas is our producer. He does so much of the work. Um, so I want to ask you guys, how do you decide on the topics that you discuss on your podcast? I, I, I'm going to say, and I, I'll get Nolan and Sandy's input. I, we have a list of ideas longer than we have the year or the season to put them into. I know. So, right. um, now we do, you know, obviously all presentation designers, we're all on this Microsoft information track and we we're all uh, presenters as well. So we kind of have a lot of it just, things evolve very easily um, overall. So I don't think we have a lack of ideas. That's for certain. We we definitely have more ideas than we have episodes at this point. But Will, I, at the same time, we've, we're up to, this is like episode 106 now. So, um, I mean, I, I try, I, th- I mean, I think occasionally we're, we do come up with an idea, but we already covered it, right? We have to sort of remember and look back like, uh, like this would be a great idea. It's like, well, we kind of covered this it. This is I mean, true. <laughs> I mean, and so sometimes we'll revisit things. Um, sometimes we have ongoing like live, you know, things, you know, if like when we go to the MVP summit, we'll always do, you know, a live episode or two. Um, but we each, you know, we each throw out, throw out ideas. People will email us or we'll say, hey, there's this, this person. Why haven't we ever talked to them? And, uh, you know, we'll reach out and try to do that. So I, I think we, we sort of rotate a little bit and, you know, we all throw ideas and then we might sort of take the lead on, on a specific, uh, specific episode to arrange it and set it up. I, you're right. I think with time, we've had more suggestions coming to us, suggestions for guests, um, su- suggestions for topics. And we always invite that. We love getting the input from our audience. So given your three formats... How, how do you, Kate and Thomas, decide on which topics to cover the talks or people to have on? Yeah, um, I guess not dissimilar to you guys. Um, with everything that I do, I basically create a spreadsheet. <laughs> so we have a, a big spreadsheet and the same thing. We just add to the spreadsheet all of the ideas and topics that we have. And sometimes a topic will come up that we need to go and research or, you know, discuss offline or or trial ourselves before we actually record it. And I think that's part of the reason for the podcast as well, to extend our knowledge. Sure. You get to research, right? I mean, yeah, 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 totally. 
I have a bit of a, a personal rule, which is I like to listen to a TED talk or something very similar every day. So, um, again, just more discipline. Um, so <laughs> whenever I hear something that I think is worthy of a breakdown, it just gets like added onto the list. Um, so yeah, if we yeah, something that feels appropriate, add to the list. And then when it comes time to record, we'll pick whatever we're recording that day and do the breakdown. As for guests, it's really interesting. Like when we started doing the guest episodes, we would just reach out to people that were like in our network or we already had a bit of a connection with. Uh, and we made this huge list of people that we really admire that we wanted to work our way towards. Mm. But we found like the presentation industry is just such a lovely place to be. And every time we've had a guest, we ask them for an introduction to the next person on the list. And everybody's just been like super happy to put us in touch. The kind of the one exception there was Nolan. We just sort of, sh- I just shoot, decided to shoot my <laughs> shot and just reach out to Nolan and see if he'd be on our podcast. And he did. Um, and now we're here with like all three of you. So it's like an extra <laughs> bonus, right? Awesome. Awesome. So why don't we talk a little bit, what do you guys uh, personally and professionally get out of doing your podcast? Well, it's not money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not money. sponsorship deals too, huh? I have, a, I have a, a friend on Twitter who's actually quite big on Twitter, has like many, many followers, but um, he's every, every once in a while he'll, he'll post, you know, years on Twitter, years, you know, tweeting 10 money made from Twitter, zero. Oh, <laughs> I love that it. Out. Priceless. So, yeah, exactly. Priceless. Exactly. Um, I, I mean, I just, I, it, I feel like it uh, kind of like what, what you said, Thomas, like, I feel that it keeps me connected. Like it, it forces me to do research. It forces me to, mm. um, be in the world and, and, and stay on top of what's happening in the news and software mm. and, and people coming and going. So there's that part of it. And then also it, it allows me to connect with people that I, I wouldn't have otherwise, you know, uh, personalities and authors and, uh, you know, people famous and people not. And, and so I love that. I love that aspect um, of it. It gives me a reason. It gives us a reason to, to talk to those people. Exactly. Sandy, what about you? Yeah, exactly. I, I agree with you 100%. And an example of research, and this is part of our jobs. We have to understand the new, um, the additions to PowerPoint, the updates. Most recently we did um, PowerPoint live, a podcast on PowerPoint live. And the three, Three of us came to a practice session. Um, we had to test it, see what worked, uncovered a bunch of quirks, a bunch of bugs, but we were able to really immerse ourselves in it and gain a level of expertise so we could talk with our audience. And I just love doing that kind of um, immersion. Yeah. As, as much as I ultimately like the reward of that, I always dread it a little bit, you know, like Troy, when you or Sandy send around like, okay, today we all have to log in and test this out or we have to do this sample <laughs> presentation. I'm like, oh, it feels like homework, right? It's like, <laughs> oh. but, but, but you have to, I mean, that, that, again, it's, it's forcing me to, to learn things and, and, and uh, test things out. Cause we always hear on the podcast, like you guys learning from each other, like you're telling each other stuff that, you know, somebody didn't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh Yeah. That's usually me. Uh, They're usually teaching me. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. It comes across all the way. So just today we had an email from, I mean, everything is actually as a, you know, a Skype message, but one of our design team, one of our designers actually reached out to Lori and said, I am so glad we had to do this. So we, I made a big stand. It's obviously going to be a Zoom and Microsoft Teams world for the next foreseeable future. And yeah. 
we've already been entrenched with, you know, I've been entrenched with both of them for a while, but we made a big deal. We did an, an entire internal project where everybody had to kind of work through teams. We moved some of our workflow into teams. Everybody had to work on files, you know, that were hosted on teams. So you had to figure out how to open it from teams and check it out and, you know, see how uh, dynamic sharing um collaboration all that stuff is and and much to nolan's point i think everybody on our team has the same thing like oh geez troy's asking us to do this again can't we just be designers <laughs> today though because one of our very large clients we're doing a all hands all designers across the across the whole team are working on with one client because they have a massive amount of presentations being designed uh right now designer reached out to us and said i am so happy that we had to do all this team stuff because it makes so much sense and so easy to tell the client how to do it. So, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of got to immerse yourself ahead of time to be prepared and be the expert. And uh, so much to Nolan's point, we, we've, we've decided to force ourselves into that scenario a lot. And it's fun just talking about it because everybody has the same woes, you know, when they start playing with new technology. Mm-hmm. Just forcing yourself to converse with each other. Got it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what was the original question? Uh, oh, what do we professionally get out of the... Yeah, uh, professionally and personally, yeah. Let's see, I've become really, really adept at audio editing, something yes. that I have no professional <laughs> aspirations for. Um, I've got skills now that are very marketable, but they're not in the areas where I market myself. Um, no, but it is a professional entity. I think it creates, it elevates the industry because we're trying to make people, even people in the presentation industry know that there's so much more. And I, I personally get a lot out of it. I, I enjoy the time of uh, talking, hearing you know, emailing with everybody. So I think it's more of a personal venture than a professional thing for certain, for me anyways. Troy, I have to tell you my, can I tell you my sound editing brush with fame? <laughs> not, not, not really. Absolutely. I, Let's you hear could, it. You, you could cut this out. I, so in, in, I, I was a theater major in college and we all had to take a, a technical course of study and it could be like set design or costume design. I chose sound. So, and I actually learned on reel to reel and we were just moving over to digital. So I did both anyway. So I knew I was never going to do it professionally or whatever, but I, I designed sound for a bunch of shows in college and shortly after. And one of the shows I designed in college ended up through, you know, a, a little hop here or there ended up moving to Broadway. Um, and they kept from the show, they kept the set designer. I think they kept the costume designer. Um, no surprise, they did not keep the sound designer, which was me. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I, I sound designed the original. And uh, by the time they got to Broadway, they decided to bring in a professional. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. I mean, I get to work in these big, not theater, but corporate event arenas. Um, so I work with all these amazing audiovisual technicians. I mean, true legendary people within their fields. So I remember several years ago being at a table, you know, it was kind of the gathering of a very large prominent client, um, putting on a, a series of meetings, very large over the top multi-million dollar events. And, uh, you know, everybody's going around the table. Hey, who are you? Well, I was the lead sound engineer for Bob Seger. Um, you know, <laughs> oh, I was the, I was the head choreographer for Janet Jackson. You know, I mean, the table just went, it goes all the way. They're like, what are you? I'm like, I'm a presentation designer. I work with all the CEOs. They respect me. <laughs> you know, like, what do you say to something like that? I'm like, I'm literally the only guy that doesn't have a, a rap sheet like these guys do. Should have made something up. But that, 
Well, no, I mean, I, I did. I said, you know, I work with all the corporations, no. but you know, these guys just have, I mean, they're, they're, you know, one guy's like, I have five Emmys for voiceover work. I'm like, you are the guy I want to talk to, but I don't have that. So yeah, it's kind of funny how things, so Nolan, you've got more of a brush with fame than I do. I there just get to go. talk to the to people sound. that have the fame. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. So Thomas and Kate, what are one or two of your favorite moments from your podcast? Something that's really stuck out. Oh, sorry. No, no, it was just, I was just sort of reflecting on like exactly what Troy said, just the idea about now I have this sudden skill set about editing audio, which, Hey, who knew I needed that? Um, but, uh, yeah, favorite moment from the podcast. I think, um, this year our podcast has been something I'm really proud of again, just like building those skills, um, and, and making it a, a really quality product. But this year we had um, this a, a bit of a brush with fame as well. So my the number one guy on my list I had been stalking for a while. I love his work. The guy is Phil M. Jones. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Um, he's in your part of the world, Nolan, actually in um, in New York. But uh, I saw on social media that he had by chance come to Brisbane for a conference. I was like, that's very interesting. So I stalked him a little bit more, and I reached out to him just on a whim, and the podcast kind of gave a reason to meet him. Cause I think if like somebody like that, um, if you just said, Hey, can we meet up for a coffee and you know, shoot the breeze? There'd be no reason to, but the idea that we could record a podcast and provide that value. So, you know, I had him on my list originally hoping to get like an hour across zoom to record or something. Um, but on this day he replied and he said, yeah, look, come around to my hotel room. And we sat in his motel suite in Brisbane for about two hours and recorded an episode with him way sooner than I had expected and just a lovely guy right so I don't think he would have given us that time if we hadn't had the reason but number one guest and it was a massive deal so that's that's I think the outstanding moment (laughs) from our podcast for me. Excellent I love it. How about you Kate? Uh, Yeah I think I kind of complained about it earlier but one of my favorite times has been actually recording with my son when he was tiny, like when he was really Aww. little. Um, it was nice to actually do some work after I just had him. I could kind of stay in the business a little bit. Um, you know, he could sit and squeak and snuffle while we recorded. And that was actually a really nice time. I mean, we couldn't do that now. He's a nightmare. But um, <laughs> at the time, it was a really nice balance of that work and home life. It was just a, a nice time. Yeah, actually, that's a good question. Do you guys have a, obviously now it's kind of weird. I mean, we have a design studio that sits empty, but do you guys have a studio? Are you remote? Do you, what is your work setup? Yeah, uh, we usually work remote. We work from home anyway, so that didn't affect us hugely. Our podcast recording studio was my daughter's room for most of the time um, (laughs) because it, you know, had, we could hang up blankets and curtains and everything. And now um, my son's actually been kicked out of his room. Um, They share a room now. So my office now is his room and that becomes our recording studio again. It's just, it works. It's not perfect, but it works. Oh, see, no, they, they record in person with each other. They can actually get facial expressions and say, no, you do it. No, No, they do. They actually have a, actually have a, an interesting um, way of, of communicating while they're, they're both uh, next to each other. Uh, Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, we can, I can talk. So it's actually sitting here in front of us. <laughs> we use it all the time. So it's um, really technical. So um, I know, Troy, you love your technical stuff. So it's a piece of paper. Here it is. Um, so I don't know what the imperial version of an A4 sheet of paper is, but like a sheet of paper, and it's just divided into a three by four grid, so quite big squares on it. And 
each of the squares just has a little note written in it. So I have who's next, you go next, I have a comment, wrap up this question, move on. So just a couple of comments <laughs> like that. So we can literally just point to each of those while we're like on Zoom or something. And it's just really non-distracting and yeah, it helps us so, so much. That is so awesome I, to I hear. That. that is great. So the answer to your question, the Imperial A4, first of all, is the word oh Imperial boy, here A. We go. The, <laughs> the U.S. equivalent. Uh, by the way, I love I, the metric system is my, I, I'm, I am the product of disappointment because I was the generation that like tried the metric system and then they opted <laughs> to not go with it. So it means I have no math skills whatsoever because it's all mixed up. Uh, you know, being very U.S. centric, our, our paper is called U.S. Letter. Letter, you know, yeah. that that is that is the equivalent it's the u.s letter uh eight and a half by 11 it's slightly slightly short and fatter than your slightly fatter, yeah. when we first started talking about topics and what we could talk about in, in this crossover and and you know we said uh, troy immediately said well we're, we're gonna have to talk about a4 versus letter size paper <laughs> i knew it was gonna come up it's of course it yeah. always comes up doesn't Honey. it oh god that is it so always great. comes up so let's uh, let's talk about technical stuff. Um, what platform and equipment do you use? We we already know you've got uh, you've got the piece of paper in front of you. Um, <laughs> yep. Other than that, what what platform uh, do you use, and uh, and what software and equipment? Yeah, uh, at current we record our podcast either directly into Audacity uh, or through Zoom. Thomas does all our editing in Audacity because it's got great online support, and honestly, it's free um, and works really well. And then, of course, the sheet of paper that we've talked about, which just yeah. saves it, just saves awkward pauses a little bit. But uh, what you, you mentioned guys? the Excel file. You mentioned you keep all your we we track everything oh, yeah. in um uh OneNote. I I am a huge yeah. fan of OneNote, so mm-hmm. we've tracked everything from like episode number one in OneNote. So we can mm-hmm. always go back and kind of see our notes or ideas from those episodes should we need to. Do you guys want to talk, Nolan, Sandy? Nolan, um, Sandy, you want to say what it is, or Nolan? Sure. So um, I'll get we, way too geeky. Oh yeah, Troy, don't don't get Troy started. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we use ZenCaster, um, and in fact, we've used it. Well, we've used it from day one, and I think when we first started using it, was it might have almost beta. been in beta. It was like in its yeah. infancy, mm-hmm. um, but it records um, each track separately, and it's all web based. And we've had really good experiences when we um, use it correctly and hit record. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, we use that, we use OneNote, um, uh, and, uh, Troy, I'll let you talk about editing, but I've got a audio Technica 2020 mic, which I think is, uh, f- a pretty popular, uh, mic and with, with some headphones on it. And, uh, I was gonna say just on that, Nolan, uh, just recently we record through zoom. Like if we have, you know, remote guests, mm-hmm. I have found out they have just recently started recording separate tracks, the same as Zencaster does as well, which, you know, is oh, a- really. Oh, that's yeah. good. Is that an option? I was not is aware that, of that. That's I don't, I didn't either. Is that, do you, is that an option you have to check on? Like in preference? Uh, quite possibly there in the settings, but I noticed, yeah, last time we recorded, I got okay. two separate tracks. So yeah, when you have, I mean, that's like great. you guys know, if um, there's a bit of background noise for the other person, you can just mute them while we're talking or vice versa. It's just a little bit different editing style and arguably a little bit better. Right. And I know Troy, you like, you've got pre, well, you'll talk about editing, but you've got like presets for each of us. Right. So you sort of you do the you do the editing once yeah yeah we're using uh i'm i'm very adobe centric so we're using adobe audition that was definitely a skill set learned i did a lot of audio stuff before but not in the adobe suite so uh yeah we have i have separate channels for each of us um with different uh mixer levels and gain levels and uh we do a noise canceling pass on everything you know it, it works out pretty good do a lot of editing out the little pauses here and there and i do like that 
Zencaster gives us separate audio tracks for everything so we can kind of control background noise. So, you know, if, if the dog goes nuts or the, <laughs> uh, the, you know, the, the, let's hear what would I call it? The rubbish truck co- goes by, um, <laughs> yep. makes all the noise. It doesn't matter. Just keep talking. Cause if, as long as it's not happening behind the person talking, we'll, we'll mute it out. So it works out really good. Uh, that's probably been the biggest challenge is it's very time consuming, but it's, it's fun. The, the problem is, is what I did to, when I got on airplanes. Cause I was on a, you know, I was on flights two to three times a week. So I would just put in my, you know, my earbuds and I'd open up uh, my laptop and I just edit it there because it gives me my own little isolated area to work in. And I haven't been on a flight in months now. So I've actually had to find time in my schedule to work on these yeah. and get them edited because, you know, the COVID took away my, my <laughs> editing time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the evolution of podcasts, you really do have to invest some time and effort to make it a quality product because some of them I listen to or I've listened to such great content, but it's so hard to listen to somebody that sounds like they're in an echo chamber and yes. you can um, hear their, uh, you can hear their, you know, their voices tinny. You know, you can tell they're using them that, you know, it sounds like their laptops backwards, but they're using them. Anyways, I, I have a problem with that and it, it's hard to get past technical issues and get into the quality of content. So when it all comes together as a, as a full package, like you guys have evolved into, and I think we've evolved into it, it it's helpful. Yeah. It, it's good for everybody. Echo Swinford and I were traveling to Chicago once and Echo happened to be a guest on the podcast. And when we sat down to test it beforehand with Troy, well, you can't be in this. We couldn't be in the same room. We each had our own microphones and it was noisy. There was a lot of feedback and everything. So I ended up doing my part of the podcast in the hotel bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you also done closets too? Oh, I've done closets. Um, <laughs> last night, this wasn't a podcast, but last night I actually did a meeting for the presentation summit on my boat. <laughs> that I'm was really fun. <laughs> that feels like a flex. Now you're living it up. Wow. Living the life. I mean, it's a yeah. business write off now. Oh, it's a total business write off totally. now. Totally. Exactly. <laughs> So what about the technical when it comes to presenting and software? Are you, are you exclusively PowerPoint or do you find work in Google Slides, Keynote, Prezi, that sort of thing? And and for PowerPoint as well, do you see users mostly on Office 365 or older versions? And I say Office 365, I see it's just become Microsoft 365, which doesn't roll off the tongue as easy anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, naming is everything. Um, I have been really happy because most of our clients – our larger corporate clients and they've all jumped. I think their IT departments or I should say Microsoft must be doing a really good job because the IT departments embrace the whole centralized web-based IT management rollouts. So I don't know if we, I've actually talked to anybody at a corporate level that's not on Microsoft 365 in, in a while. Same here, Troy. It's amazing. The adoption rate of this uh, for- Microsoft Teams is the same thing. It's become the communication and file sharing tool. And I mean, Teams is pretty much just a wrapper of other information. I mean, file sharing in Teams is either SharePoint on the back end or OneDrive for business. So it's tools that people had that were too confusing. Teams just made it pretty click and go easier. I'm not going to say it's as easy as like Google mm-hmm. Docs yet. But um, I haven't seen... So for me, Mac Keynote has usually been larger corporate shows because of the show environment or the client used Keynote. Um, but I haven't done a lot of Keynote work, but that might be because those are gone. And Google Slides, I haven't seen many of those. We we do a fair amount, 
Prezi is kind of dried up completely for us. I mean, we're I don't even have a subscription uh, to it. How about you, Nolan? Same yeah, thing. Do you guys I, do? I used others? to work in Keynote a lot. I used to do Prezi. Um, I, these days, I might do one Google Slides and one Keynote uh, thing a year, and haven't done Prezi in years. I mean, it's almost to the point where, like, if Google or Keynote comes in, I mean, I will do it, but it's kind of like you know, we haven't worked in it in a long time, and certainly Prezi will just turn it down because we're not. I just don't don't know about know it anymore, really. And because you can do Prezi in PowerPoint. That's true. That's true. Yes. Pretty much. Replicate most of the effects. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while, a client will still say, hey, what about that thing? I've heard about Prezi. I'm like, and, <laughs> and 30 seconds later, we're, we're, we're agreeing we're, to, we're, to do it. It has a niche. It, it works yeah. good in a niche, but it's just one that doesn't bring in clients for yeah. us anyways. For, for my, I mean, I have a design team of 10 and so we're doing all kinds of work, but yeah, it's almost all PowerPoint and all Office 365. So I guess that's big kudos to the big company in the marketplace. Thomas and, uh, and uh, Kate, are you pretty Microsoft centric? Yeah. I mean, nothing really different there. It's, it's PowerPoint all the way down for us. Um, what we've seen, everybody is entirely in well, what we would have called an Office 365 ecosystem, just with everything they use. Um, so that's just the standard. Once this year we did work for a company and I, I We've talked. We've, I know we've talked about this on our podcast where they sort of said, oh, like PowerPoint's a bit sucky and we don't love it. So um, we think we're going to move towards Prezi um, because that'll help our presentations. And same thing, have a conversation which is like, well, you know, is, is PowerPoint the problem or have we got, um, you know, a wider presentation education awareness issue here? So, you know, <laughs> very occasionally we have that conversation which is they feel like death by PowerPoint and they think a Prezi subscription will We'll fix that and yeah, quick yeah, conversation. That's something. My conversations have been similar. Actually, the last time I said, okay, if I can demonstrate to you that I can give you what you want in PowerPoint and you don't like it, I will build it in Prezi for free. And yep. yeah, it didn't, obviously it didn't happen. We, they were very, very happy. It was much more successful. Until they got the bill for three times more. But other <laughs> <Yeah>. than that... <laughs> No. <clears throat> so um, no, I, I, I find globally, it's pretty much the same conversation. I, I think Google slides, cause I used to say it was PowerPoint and keynote. I actually now say it's PowerPoint and Google slides and Google slides still has just a smoother workflow on the collaboration or setting up collaboration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once you get into PowerPoint, do collaboration, it's more powerful and more real, well, more powerful, but it's not as smooth or seamless, or I'll just say elementary of a, of a setup process. But those are the two I picture as out there and it's a pretty big gap on use user base. Although having said that, I find um, at the moment I'm running these webinars, um, the webinars that I'm running at the moment, I'm using Canva because I actually find that the online presenter view is better um, with Zoom. Oh, so interesting. I'm, I'm just loving Canva just for that hmm. capability at the moment. Um, definitely the options for animations and transitions is pretty limited, but when you're running a one-hour webinar, you know, you can kind of forgo a few of those things. But I just really like that functionality of it. That's, That's fantastic. Hmm. Okay. So timing wise, this is not a pre-planned conversation. Everybody listening. I just finished a, I don't know, six part series on Google slides on the PowerPoint blog. And one of my biggest takeaways, and I was kind of saying it so Microsoft would pay attention, Google (laughs) slides and Canva have a, an amazing presenter view for an online app. 
Um, you know, they, they allow you to do separate windows and, and Google slides. Yeah. That is one of their best things is their presenter view actually has more features than PowerPoints presenter view to begin with, but you can do it as a web-based app and it's really, really stellar. I can't actually say I played with the Canva one. We actually just dropped, I don't know if I should say it so loud. <laughs> we just didn't renew our uh, Canva pro subscription because we weren't utilizing it. And I just decided, yeah, no. you know, at this budget kind of conscious time, we should probably streamline a few things. We did a, we did a whole episode on Canva. Oh, we did a whole yeah. series, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. on that, on that, Troy, how do you find Canva and Google Slides compares to the uh, the PowerPoint Live experience? There, like, is is PowerPoint going to to regain that? I my personal opinion. So I'm not a yeah. spokesperson for anybody here, yeah. but <laughs> my personal opinion is Microsoft does a really stellar job of implementing features and making them very robust where Canva is a perfect example of we're going to do features and we're going to make them as straightforward and streamlined. Um, Beautiful AI is the same way. It does amazing Mm -hmm. layouts and design, but you have to fit their mold. You can't, you can't tweak it too much. Mm -hmm. Um, And Google slides, you can tweak it, but suddenly things go off the rails really fast. It's hard to keep things consistent in Google slides because they don't have a true, what I use a template for. They don't really support a template in that way. It's very difficult to make it a corporate tool to keep everybody across multiple, you know, work groups on visual guidelines. Um, So I think PowerPoints is going to be much more robust. I can already say that it is a much more robust. It's got way more offerings, but you kind of got to be able to dive into the technical stuff. So Mm. I think there's always going to be room for that more streamlined, simple, it'll just work setup. I don't think PowerPoint will ever be that winner in that category <laughs> yeah, personally, yeah. but you know, it's the winner for me because it's more robust and we can make it do all kinds of stuff. That's a great observation. Um, and, and the Canva one. So here's a question. Now we're diving off into my biggest problem with <laughs> yes. Canva was animation and timings. You can only set one and you can only set one transition throughout the yep. whole thing mm-hmm. and the yep. timings, you can't modify them. It's like, here's the timing for the whole thing. You know, and you got to wait for things like, wait, I want this one to go faster on this slide. And you couldn't do it when I was playing with it. And that was a very big frustration. Do you just not animate stuff? Or are you just doing more of the content and it's flat? Yeah, it pretty much just has to be flat. So you do lose a lot of that functionality. So I'll only use it for very specific things. Um, But yeah, PowerPoint is much more powerful with all of those timings and animations and all of those better options. There's only one transition that I even like in Canva. It's just got a really nice kind of fade effect. And I can't even use that because if you're trying to just add one thing you know, like if you've got a slide that kind of builds on itself, the whole thing moves and it yep. looks like a different slide. Yeah, you can't yeah the whole thing has to rebuild. That was, yeah, those are. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's user specific. It's streamlined. It's only going to do this thing and it does it great until you doesn't do what you want. And then you yes. kind of run into what I'll call limitations. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Huh, interesting. Okay. Well, now that we've dived <laughs> off into it, we're talking all presentations <laughs> um, and I'm totally good with it. Yeah, I, I just did this whole series. It was kind of a great, it was based on a, our episode, Nolan and Sandy, for, that we did our Google Slides stuff. And I had, our, again, our internal team, everybody on our team had to design a presentation and get familiar with it. Um, and we do enough Google Slide projects. It makes sense for us to be all knowledgeable with a few people as standouts. But I, when I was revisiting, it's that presenter view. I was like, why is this such a difficult thing to say PowerPoint can't do? I'm excited. To, I'm, now I got to go back and test the Canva one. To see what their presenter view is. It's worth a play, I reckon. Yeah. Well, as as we get towards the end here, um, I just wanna I wanna give a call out, shout out to you. The thing that I love about uh, the Presentation Boss podcast is at the end, after you do your wrap ups and everything, you have kind of an outtake 
I don't know what you call it, but it's a yeah. tag where you sort of revisit something that maybe was edited out or or a double oh, take or something. Uh, in, yeah, in a way, bumper. and I, yeah. I, you know, I've I haven't heard all of them, but yeah, um, I love I love that. Um, I I'm curious to know. I'm anxious to know what you're going to use from this one <laughs> as, as a call out. But um, how did that how did that come about? It's just a really nice way to sort of wrap things up. Oh yeah, so I call it the bumper. At the okay. at the very end, and exactly that. It's something that we've probably edited out, and it's usually just something a bit funny. Just you know, like when you're recording, funny things happen, or yeah, and we're yeah, just, or, you know, the extra little comment. It came about honestly. Our podcast is a little bit. Um, we've bastardized ideas from other shows. I love you. Like I, I watch you guys for bits and pieces and yeah there was another podcast somewhere had bumpers and I just thought oh cool I'm always editing out stuff that makes me smile or giggle so <laughs> just chuck it on there and it's a little easter egg for the for the uh the tragics who listen all the way through <laughs> the tragics <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta listen for them yeah <laughs> yeah we, we'll have to see what comes out of this episode for well I'm looking for, forward to it I'm scared Troy do you want to start pro and tech tips I can do that. I've got, and you know what? I actually have one based on this conversation with uh, Kate and Thomas. You inspired me on this one. So there are plenty of world. So on my phone, you know, on your iPhone or whatever you're using, there's lots of world clock apps, but this one is a unique option. The app is called Synchronize. It's really easy to find it as a like neon pink logo. Um, their, their app icon is stands out instantly. But for this episode, we coordinated Pacific time zone, central time zone, Eastern time zone, all U.S. time zones. Then we also coordinate Australian. Do I say it's East Coast time zone? Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I know, yeah, I know it's see. officially New South Wales time zone, but we have four different time zones to synchronize. So in the app, it's really great because, you know, I can look at any app and see what time it is for any of us right now. The problem is I wanted to know what time it is for when we're potentially going to record. So this one's got a little slider bar. So my local time, I could slide it over to say 8 a.m., as I'm sliding mine, all the preset time zones, which included the four, five, six, all of us, uh, you know, I look up and I'm like, oh, that's no problem. Sandy and Nolan, Sandy, 10 a.m., Nolan, 11 a.m. But Kate and Thomas would not be happy with this thing that says 1 a.m. So I just <laughs> zing it along again. And, uh, you know, incidentally, we're, we're doing 5 p.m. my local time, which is 7 p.m. for Sandy, 8 p.m. for Nolan and 10 a.m. for the two of you. I knew it because this little app, you know, it's just it's a really intuitive thing where you basically move the time and it tells you the time in other time zones. So simple, but so helpful. And because I do a lot of international work and travel, I've used it kind of ongoing for, uh, for multiple years. So I'll include a link to it. That is my pro and tech tip. I highly endorse synchronize if you're doing anything across time zones. Cool. Sandy, what do you got now that you introduced it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So what I'm talking about is a soon to be released webinar program named mm-hmm and it's a it's a unique name um it came i think it, they announced it last week and what we had to do is sign up for it to be put on a waiting list to be able to beta test the the app the program unfortunately it's mac based only nolan i know you will love that Woo-hoo. but yeah <laughs> you're not saying unfortunately it's not on a mac um anyway so that means, yes, I have a Mac, but I rarely, rarely use it. So I have to wait until the Windows version comes out. Or I could use the hack that the folks at Missing Link, it's a, a presentation firm in South Africa, 
they did a video on how to hack and create the same effect. And I should probably describe what the effect is. Well, okay. wait, first describe how you spell it. So I don't even know what I'm looking for. What? I believe it's M-M-H-M-M-M. Oh my gosh, it's exactly like mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Exactly yes. how it and sounds. Exactly. <laughs> and so what it does, it, it allows you to present within your slides. So imagine your screen, the whole background. It's like a, a weather weather newscast. Oh, like, like your green screened into your slide environment? Yes, oh, now exactly. I'm interested. Yep. So I'm very interested in it. But the folks at Missing Link actually put together a hack that allows you to use PowerPoint and Zoom to create the same effect. So what I'm going to do is put that link into our show notes. And I would love to hear the results of the tests of the people out there. I have not been able to give it a go yet. So um, I'm curious to see what success you've had. Well, I signed up for the the beta. You can you can sign up for it, and uh, I haven't tried the hack, but I, but I'm eagerly awaiting. Mm-hmm. I do not think it's the best name in the world, but I'm excited for the for the product. So, Thomas, how about you? Yeah, I've got a pro tip for I think anybody who is ever even remotely in business and having conversations, um, and that is a book. Um, I'm going to fanboy a little bit again over Phil M. Jones, so the guy we met in Brisbane. Um, so his book, exactly what to say. If you've never come across it, you need to go out and get it. I think it's like fourteen, fifteen dollars. Australian, so it'd be like, I don't know, $10 American. Um, so it is a really short, simple book, which, as it says, exactly what to say, has a bunch of really key phrases um, that you can basically add to your conversation, to your sales, to your presentations. And the the idea is like you, you want to have the right words to say at the right time. And I I have actually, I actually have two copies. Of this book sit in the quick reference section on my bookshelf at my you know desk in my home office, and I reference it all the time. It has genuinely changed how I have conversations with people uh, to be so much more effective. So Phil M. Jones, exactly what to say. Thank you. That sounds great. Cool. How about you, Kate? I'm going to recommend a more podcast-centric piece of software. It's called headliner.app. They do actually have an app um, that you can download on your phone, but I don't like it anywhere near as much as the desktop version. And what it allows you to do is for podcast promotions, those sorts of things, you can get a short snippet of audio and put it over the top of a image um, that you create. And then you can have like, you know, your little waveform that moves as the audio moves and you can, yeah, create these small little audiograms up to about a minute long that you can then use to promote your podcast or any other short audio clip that you want to create. It's a brilliant little app. I was wondering how that was created. So maybe it was um, something you did that I saw, but yeah, quite possibly. I did one for Nolan's episode. Okay. Wow. Love it. That is so awesome. I, I have this, I looked at this like, I don't know, three, four months ago and it's just been too busy. I was like, oh, this is a cool little app, this and that. And I never have, I actually signed it to one of our design team to investigate and get, got a little feedback on it. So this is awesome to hear somebody that's actually used it. So you'd, do it. I know exactly what it is. And I was looking at it for yeah. ours because I always put a little blip on my blog and a couple other social media places. I'm like, this would be really, really cool, but I never followed up on it. Now I guess I have to. <laughs> it literally takes me uh, less than five minutes to create a little snippet. Once Thomas snips that um, short piece of audio, that all just kind of gets dumped in with the image and you put your own colors and everything on it. And it's yeah, beautifully created for you. Oh. 
awesome. Thank you. Well, my tip is actually Australian in nature. Um, mm-hmm. Hannah Gadsby is a comedian yes. from Australia, Tasmania, hey. right? So yeah, so yep. I know everybody in Australia knows about them, but she's now the rest of the world, now that she's been on Netflix, Sandy and Troy, I don't know if you have heard of her, but- I have not, okay. but I thought you were gonna go with Vegemite, but that's okay. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but she's been getting a lot of attention now over here. I know she's you know very famous there. Um, she has two specials. The first one was called Nanette. Um, and the, the next one, uh, the one that I'm gonna recommend is called Douglas. Um, hmm. not, don't worry about the names. I think it's like the name for a dog or something, but, um, <laughs> this was a, she, so she's a stand-up comedian and you can get them on Netflix, but the second, um, uh, stand-up show called Douglas, she does two things that I, I love. First, she starts out by outlining for the audience, her entire show about to come. So she previews jokes and sections of jokes and says, this is what's going to happen. And this is what I'm going to say this kind of thing and this kind of thing. And I've never seen anybody do that. I've never seen a comedian do that. Um, and it's hysterical and it actually gets funnier as she gets to the end. But then at the end, she does essentially a slideshow. Um, she has a huge screen behind her and she has a whole bunch of jokes like that end up being so rapid fire. It's one of the most perfectly timed things I've ever seen. She's got a clicker and she's like flipping through these images and, and making jokes and then sort of finishes up with her last joke. And that's the show. So watch it on Netflix. She's incredibly funny, but um, also that that timing with the slides at the end is is fantastic. So Hannah Gatsby. <laughs> This is Troy from TLC Creative Services, a professional presentation design agency for all things presentation design, all things multimedia, graphic design, all things live event production and design. And now, no longer silent support, but all things for the public in virtual meetings and conferences. And that's where we are spending all of our time. For more information, tlccreative.com and the blog, the powerpointblog.com. This is Kate Norris from Presentation Boss. You can find me or get in touch with me on LinkedIn predominantly. Just search my name and our website, presentationboss.com.au. This is Nolan from Nolan Hames Creative. Check out my blog, presentyourstory.com, where you can get lots of free goodies and uh, downloads. And if your organization is interested in remote training on presentation or data visualization, uh, drop us a line. G'day, this is Thomas Kraft from Presentation Boss. We help you plan, design, deliver your best presentation. Best place to find me is also on LinkedIn. Just search for my name, Thomas Kraft, K-R-A-F-F-T. And if you're listening to the Presentation Podcast, you'll be able to find our podcast as well, the Presentation Boss Podcast in all the major players. And this is Sandy Johnson with Presentation Wiz. You can visit my website and blog at presentationwiz.biz. You'll find me at the Presentation Guild at presentationguild.org. And I'm also on LinkedIn as Sandra Johnson, PowerPoint MVP, and Twitter as at PPTWiz. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Music or anywhere you listen to podcasts. As a group, Nolan, Sandy, Thomas, Kate, and myself, thank everyone for having the Presentation Podcast and the Presentation Boss Podcasts on your list and joining us for some presentation talk. This has been a fantastic conversation. Possibly someday we will get to do this all in person. We'll see. And, uh, and everyone listening, have a great week of design and strategizing presentation talks. Thanks for listening to today's show. Head to presentationboss.com.au slash podcast where you'll find the show notes for this episode, all other episodes, and other free resources. 
If you know someone that you'd like to hear from on this show or think that you have something of value to share, email us at podcast at presentationboss.com.au. Most importantly, we rely on you to share the information in this podcast. If you found value in today's episode, please recommend us to a friend or we'd love for you to give us a review on iTunes. It helps more people find us. Have a great week. So how about we talk about origin stories for our podcasts, how we first got together with our co-hosts and why we actually started our podcasts in the first place. Um, Any of you, how do you guys like pick who goes next? <laughs> well, we, we kind of pause and we see who talks because we're not on video. Um, no, we, 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 so we often, we have outlines and, and often yeah. we, we have it organized that way, but, but actually today we don't. So we're going to be talking over each other, Troy, right? Oh, a bit more. <laughs>